Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult series. Be sure to visit primed.com podcast after the discussion for more information about today's article and to claim CME-CE credit. You are seeing Madison, a 15-year-old female, for her well-child exam. Before the visit, Madison's mother, Emma, pulls you aside to talk to you about a concern. Emma tells you she picked up Madison's phone, which was sitting on the counter, and looked through her texts. She saw something that she thought was rather obscene and is now concerned. When, she, when Emma discussed this with Madison, Madison became angry and defensive and accused her mother of invading her privacy. Emma is clearly upset by this and asks you what to do about this behavior. Is her daughter at risk, and what should they both do? Hi, this is Frank Domino, professor of family medicine and community health at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. And joining me today to discuss sexting in the teen population is Dr. Susan Feeney, assistant professor and coordinator of the family nurse practitioner track at the University of Massachusetts Medical School's Graduate School of Nursing. Thanks for coming today, Susan. My pleasure, Frank. Wow. So I, I, I see teens all the time in the office, and uh, this is quite concerning. Can you tell us a little bit about what, what sexting is and what's the risk associated with it? Well, sexting, um, there's been some evolution of the term. Originally, it was sending or receiving nude or semi-nude photos of yourself through a digital means. Um, now it's, it is not just sending nude or semi-nude photos. It's also videos and explicit uh, imp, you know, um, explicit behavior in, or explicit language or messaging. So there's been um, there was a recent meta-analysis done looking at research that goes back to 2009 all the way to 2016. And as you can imagine, there's been quite an evolution in this behavior because from 2009, we've seen an explosion in the use of, of cellular phones, smartphones. So in 2009, most of this behavior was done online. And so it was pretty limited. Although there was, you know, it was, it was, you know, it wasn't a minimal amount of kids doing this. But now it appears to be uh, a sizable amount of, of tweens and teens who are um, sharing these kinds of photos uh, and, and uh, messages, data. So right now what they're saying, according to this uh, meta-analysis, is that there's um, basically the mean for kids sending um, a sext is uh, almost 15% of, of that age group. So this would be somewhere between... 10 and 18 and at years of age. And then the mean for receiving is about 27%. And then the mean for forwarding a, te a sext, that's what a text that has this um, data in it, without consent, or so non-consensual uh, forwarding of this is 12%. And the mean for having one of your sex, sext texts sent without your consent is about 8.5%. Wow. So it's stunning. It's, it's quite quite amazing how that has increased. And the idea is, the reason it's increased is the use of cellular phones. It, it's really remarkable, those numbers. You think about uh, one in six 
have sent something right. and one in four have received something yes. in that age group. Yeah. I guess uh, it's my age that surprises me. I just, I just inherently think that seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, yet um, between 10 and 18, um, we know that impulsivity is rather high and, right. and thinking clearly. So um, what are some strategies to address this behavior? Well, How do we discuss this with our well, teens? Some of the, it was interesting from the meta-analysis. What they said is that maybe some of this is just normative sexual exploration in the digital age, which, you know, as an old lady, this kind of took me back a bit. Um, but that certain that it could correlate with sexual identity because it does seem when you look at the uh, prevalence of use, it can start as early as 10, but it does seem to correlate with that, you know, pubescent change of, you know, 10 or two, three or four. Um, but the, the risks are, are significant in that the, it really goes around to the non-consensual sharing is that, um, there is an association with harassment, cyberbullying, um, that there has been, or exploitation, you know. Um, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's kids, there's stories of kids who've been sort of forced into becoming sexually active because they've been, this has been held over their head. Um, and that they're, they say in extreme cases, it could even, you know, be associated with suicidal ideation and behavior. And, you know, we've seen an uptick in this uh, recently, so associated with cyberbullying. So it's not, it's not a trivial thing. So I think what we need to do is, I mean, this is, this is really being identified as a public health concern. And it needs to be addressed uh, both, you know, with our parents and with our teens along with everything else we need to talk to them about, <laughs> about risky behavior. We know that kids who do behave and use the sexting, uh, it seems to um, be correlated with earlier sexual behavior. Um, so to have that discussion with them, but also to start, um, because of the cell phone use, um, there was a recent study in 2016 that showed um, the average age for cell phone access and use is, was 10.3 years. Wow. So, and that's a concern that if these kids have this phone and maybe they'll start receiving some of these things un unasked for, uh, that puts them at risk. And a younger child is cl clearly more vulnerable for exploitation than an older child. So I think it means we have to have discussions with our parents um, fairly early, like when are you going to give your kids a phone and understand that there are risks here. Um, and then with our teens and tweens, obviously starting at 10 or, or older, the risks of sending and that if you send something, it's not private. You've, you've basically given away that, that access. You've let people, they can do whatever they want with it, and that puts you at risk. And if you forward something, even though you think it might be funny or, well, they've given me permission, um, you don't have a right to forward that. And um, that that is uh, a form of a, um, really a form of a crime in a sense, that you're sharing intimate data. So these are tough conversations, but we have to have them. Well, it certainly seems like with, with Madison, we need to make it very clear that uh, if you receive something, you should delete it, you shouldn't forward it. Right. Uh, I like the thought that they should be made aware of that forwarding something you receive has has possibly criminal right. potential and so it's not it's not innocuous um, what advice are we going to give Madison's mom Emma today what can well, we help her with I think we can give her some resources there are some apps that um, have some parental controls on it 
it's tough. Man, you know, Madison's 15, so that's that really tough age. Uh, but also to encourage her to have an open conversation. You know, she can say, yes, I looked at your phone, and yes, that is an invasion of privacy. However, you know, you are underage, and my, my role is to protect you. And here are my concerns. Uh, my concerns is that you could be exploited and that you are, that you are vulnerable to exploitation. Because I don't think that's something that they're going to think about. Yeah. And that would be the, the tact I would take when talking to Madison, is that um, this is not a harmless behavior because once you share these photos, you have opened yourself up to, um, to potential exploitation and, and a real risk to your mental health. In your future. No, yeah. I agree. Right. Well, thank you, Susan. This is a really important topic. It does add more to our teen visits than we probably would prefer, but it, it's so important that I think it's it, it take it, it's right up there with seatbelts and substance abuse. Right. Sort of took my breath away, but it, it, it definitely needs to be included in our care. Great. Thanks again. M my pleasure. Practice pointer. Sexting behavior is on the increase in teens. The risks associated with it are higher uh, chance of increased sexual behavior and non-consensual sharing of digital data. Both are worrisome in the preteen, teen, and early adulthood populations. Join us next time when we talk about the role of deprescribing with our senior citizen patients. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, visit primed.com slash podcast and see you next week.